Thank you, Brittany. It's great to see all of you here tonight. If you have your Bibles, if you'll turn to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2 tonight as we continue our series, Countdown to Christmas, we'll be looking at verses 8 through 20. You know, Sandra, she finally did it a few years ago. She surprised me for Christmas. I am a terrible person to try to buy a gift for because, you know, everybody kind of has their love language. My love language it really has nothing to do with gifts. You know, my, my love language is more like, well, what are we eating tonight? That's my love language. But <laughs> gifts, gifts is really not, not my thing. I mean, I, I have a hard, I just have a hard time. I don't know why it is, but I just don't really, it's just not my thing. And so it drives her crazy every year at Christmas because she wants to know, what can I get you for Christmas? And every year I say the same thing, nothing. And she said, no, no, what, do you, what can I really get you for Christmas? And I'll say, this, nothing. And the thing is, I really mean it, you know. I'll ask her, what do you want for Christmas? She'll say, nothing. I know she doesn't mean it. But when she asks me, I really mean it. I want nothing. And so finally, sometimes just exasperated, I'll say, listen, the greatest gift would be just to not buy me a gift. And that way we can put whatever money we can on the kids' gifts or bills or just whatever. I'm just, I'm just practical. I just, I just don't, it's just not my thing. And so every year she just beats her head against a wall when it comes to trying to buy me something for Christmas or buy me something for my birthday. And it just frustrates her to no end. Well, this year, a few years ago, she got me and she got me the greatest gift that I believe I have ever been given. Of course, outside of my salvation, that's number one gift, right? And her, by the way, she and I married December the 23rd, so that's the greatest gift. But as far as a Christmas gift for her to purchase for me or for somebody to purchase for me, best gift that ever been given, a Weber charcoal grill. <laughs> Honest to goodness. You know, I'd always had a gas grill. I'd had one since we were married. And, and I had a buddy of mine, Russ McReynolds. We had gone to his house on the river, and we were spending a weekend with him. And Russ was cooking on this Weber charcoal grill. And I was looking at it. You know, it's not very big and just real simple, real practical. And he just man, he said, man, I love this charcoal grill. I'll never go back to gas. This is, this is what I really like. And so we ate steaks that particular night, and it was just unbelievable. And I had just mentioned to Sandra, my goodness, that's what a great, great thing. Never thought about it again. This was 4th of July weekend. Never thought about it again. And so on Christmas morning, we wake up and we have these gifts and Sandra says, and the kids are all excited. And they say, well, we've got this final gift for you. It's outside. I'm thinking, my goodness, she bought me a car. She bought me a car. <laughs> it's fantastic. And so we walk out on the back porch and Boy, I was more excited than had it been a car. There was this Weber charcoal grill. Well, she had put a ton of thought into buying that gift. She had gone down to Bell's Building Supply in Startville, and, and there's a guy there, Wes. I mean, he's kind of a grill master. He, he enters into these grill competitions. And she talked to Wes about the grill, and he said, Oh, yeah, this is absolutely the one that you want. And told her about how it works, and, I mean, the whole nine yards. Talk to her about buying one of those chimneys that you can buy with those grills where you can put the charcoal in this chimney. You can light it from the bottom and it lights all the charcoal in about 10 minutes. So really you can do charcoal just about as fast as you can do gas. And so he showed her about that and she bought those and she bought the lighter cubes that goes with that and bought some grill tools. And I mean, she really 
put her time into that now. She put a lot of thought into it. And boy, it, it, it was fantastic. Again, I was absolutely blown away. I just it wasn't registering in my mind that I was going to get that for Christmas. And I just was beside myself. It was cold on that Christmas morning. And I'm, I am reading through that manual from front to back. I was even reading the Chinese and the German and everything. So excited about, man, I just was surprised. And boy, I could not wait, couldn't wait to enjoy it. I mean, I couldn't wait to go to the store and buy something to put on that grill and to stand outside in the cold and, and work those charcoals and get those at just the right temperature and figure out how to put that down into the, the grates and put the meat on there and do it at just the perfect temperature at just the perfect amount of time. I just couldn't wait. And I'm telling you, we went as soon as we could. We got some hamburgers and best hamburgers I'd ever eaten in my entire life. I was so excited about this incredible gift. Well, we've looked at Mary and Joseph. We've looked at Old Testament prophecies about the coming of Christ. We've looked at uh, the wise men and Herod and the chief priests and scribes. Tonight, as we come to Luke chapter 2, our next to final session in this series, we're going to look at the shepherds. And boy, the shepherds would get quite a surprise on that first Christmas night, wouldn't they? Luke chapter 2, beginning with verse 8. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. I prefer the King James Version because it says sore afraid, and I just love that sore afraid. I just like it. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And so it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. Boy, those old boys, what a night, right? That would be a night that they would never forget. The greatest night of their lives. Now, all your lives, you've heard stories about the shepherds. Oftentimes, they're portrayed by children in Christmas pageants, and they're just as cute as precious moment ornaments, right? But the real shepherds weren't quite as cute as the kids who wear the blankets and hold the shepherd's staves and walk down the aisles at church. The real shepherds were, well, they were manly men. They were 
dirty men because of their trade. They would spend their time out in the flock by night, as the scripture says. And basically their job was to make sure the sheep got to where they were to go to graze and make sure that they were watered, make sure they were protected from whatever might try to harm them, to shear them when it was time to shear them and, well, get them prepared for sacrifices or even for consumption from people. But they would take care of those animals and Well, because of that, it would require them to, well, do things that religious folks would cause them to be considered unclean. Now, shepherding in its Old Testament roots was actually a a, a good occupation. In fact, there were a lot of great men who were shepherds. When you think about Abraham, who was a shepherd, Isaac and Jacob. Think about Moses, remember, he was a shepherd for 40 years in Midian. Or David, of course, the greatest king in the history of Israel, himself was a shepherd. Job also was a shepherd. So great men in the Old Testament were shepherds. But boy, in a day when it was all about clean and unclean, it really had kind of taken a different, uh, well, people had a different view of it. But all of a sudden, there in the night, the shepherds, are given word that God has given them a gift. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And so I want us to ponder for just a few moments all that had gone into that gift. You know, as I told you about Sandra buying me that Weber charcoal grill... And it just blew me away all that had gone into that gift, how she had researched it, how she talked to the guy, how she looked at all these extra things that could go along with it. Think about all the things that had gone into this gift for the shepherds. We've already looked at the Old Testament prophecies and how God prophesied that one was to come who would be a ruler over Israel, in fact, would be a shepherd ruler over Israel. We also know how the angel appeared before Zacharias and Elizabeth and said, hey, guess what? You're going to be great with child, and your child is going to be John the Baptist, and he's going to be the forerunner of the Messiah who would come in the spirit and power of Elijah, preparing the hearts of the people for the coming of this incredible child. We also know about how the angel appeared before Mary and said, hey, guess what? Great news. Even though you've never been with a man, you are going to be great with child, and you are going to deliver this child, and he's going to be the son of the highest. And we've seen how the angel came before Joseph as he was contemplating what he was going to do with this woman to whom he was betrothed who now was pregnant. And how in the world is he going to answer to that? But the angel appeared before Joseph and said, hey, good news. This child is the son of the highest and you're going to marry Mary and you're going to help raise that boy. And then we saw last week how God worked through Caesar Augustus, of all people, a a man who was worshipped himself. But God, who is sovereign, works over even the evil intentions of man. And God sovereignly worked over Caesar Augustus. And, well, there was a a tax. There was a, a, a census that was to be taken. And all of these people would have to go to Bethlehem, which just happened to be in fulfillment of Micah 5 and verse 2. And so there... Mary and Joseph are making their way to Bethlehem where this child is going to be born. Think about all the things that were coming into play here. All of the many ways that God was at work. All the things happening on the front end. By the way, do you notice that the shepherds were the first people outside 
of the family of Jesus who received the announcement of his birth. What about that? A couple things I think significant about that. One is that if you're going to send a message that for God so loved the world, announce it to shepherds. Because that makes that more believable, doesn't it? I mean, folks would expect an announcement to be made to Caesar Augustus. Or an announcement to be made to King Herod. Or an announcement to be made to chief priests and scribes. But shepherds, now that gets the message across. You see, when we see that the announcement is given to these shepherds. Well, you know, as we live in a world where everybody tries to be somebody. It sends the message that in God's eyes, everybody is somebody, right? And every somebody is important in the eyes of God, including shepherds. So I think there's great significance in the shepherds being the first ones to hear that message. But also, there's just a lot of shepherd imagery, isn't it, when it comes to the coming of the Messiah? What a great group to give it to. Again, when you think about David, the greatest king in the history of Israel, the one who received the promise that one day one would come from his line who would be the eternal ruler over God's people. And then, of course, in Ezekiel, Ezekiel gives us the prophecy about how there would be one shepherd from the line of David who would rule over his people Israel. So it makes sense to come to shepherds. But I want you again to ponder all that went in to that gift for those guys. But then secondly, I want you to think about how surprised they were. Again, we go back to the text and there in verse 8, there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields keeping watch over their flock by night. So in other words, Luke is telling us in verse 8, it was just about as ordinary day as an ordinary day could ordinarily be, right? There they are doing the same thing that they would do each and every night. But all of a sudden, behold, he says there in verse 9, Behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. What is the glory of the Lord? Oftentimes it's spoken of in the Old Testament as the Shekinah glory of God, right? So a light has encircled the shepherds. So these old boys are keeping watch over their flock by night, and all of a sudden an angel appears before them. There's a light that's encircled them and man they are blown away and then they hear this announcement that God has a gift for them and he tells them exactly what the gift looks like what they're to go and look for and then can you imagine there in verse 13 suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth Peace, goodwill toward men. So not only does this angel appear before them and this light begin to encircle them, but now there's this heavenly choir that appears before them. You know, you and I are taught to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. The shepherds were actually seeing that happening right in front of them out here in the Bethlehem fields. And there they are and they're watching this and they're listening to this and these old boys could not have been more surprised. I'm, I'm telling you, I wish I had a picture of my face when I walked outside on that back porch and I saw that Weber charcoal grill. I know you think I'm crazy, but that was a huge deal for me. It really was a huge It's like winning the lottery. I got a Weber charcoal grill. But I could not have been more excited. 
And then as I began to see all that Sandra and the kids had put into that. And began to see that the only person I knew had one was Russ McReynolds. And now I got one. And I'm going to get to use. I mean, I just could not have been more excited. Pales in excitement. Pales in comparison to those shepherds. But then the third thing that I want you to see from tonight's passage is I want you to see how excited they were to enjoy this gift. I teach you something here from the Greek. By the way, I didn't take Greek in seminary, but it makes me real smart to say stuff like that. And so, <laughs> I did take two years of Spanish in high school, though. And so, <laughs> but I do a lot of studying, right? And I have these, I have these, uh, you know, lexicons and and all of these helps. And so. I read about it, but we'll teach you something in the Greek. So it says there in verse 15, it says, So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another. Now here's the thing that we don't see in the English translation, but that would be revealed in the Greek. And that is that the reference here is that they were saying it repetitively. Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. You know, I, I, I like to put myself in the scripture and, and try to see things from the perspective of those who are in it. And so as I think about this passage and I think about what the Greek uh, translation tells us about them speaking this repetitively, I can just imagine a bunch of guys now. Think about guys out there in the field. And all of a sudden, they have been surprised with this angelic announcement, and they've been told about this gift. Can't you imagine just a bunch of guys out in the field going, man, we got to go, we got to go, we got to go, we got to go, we got to go to Bethlehem, we got to go to Bethlehem, we got to go now. They were so excited about this message and so excited about this gift that they were just beside themselves. And they had to get to Bethlehem as quickly as they could. And so the scripture tells us in verse 16, of course, they came with haste. And they found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen him, look at verse 17. They made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. They told everybody. Boy, when I got that Weber charcoal grill, I couldn't wait to see Russ McReynolds. I said, man, I got the grill. I got the grill. Sandra bought me the grill. He said, did you? I said, yes, she did. I said, and man, it cooks like you just wouldn't believe. Of course, he believed it. He had one. But I said, you, you, most people wouldn't believe. I said, I put those hamburgers on there. I mean, it was five minutes on this side. I flipped it, and it was five minutes on that side. The juiciest, best hamburger I've ever had in my life. And so I go to work. You know, when I'm back at work, I'm telling everybody, I got a Weber charcoal grill. And I said, it's the greatest thing ever. We did hamburgers on it. We did sausage on it. We did chicken on it. We did steaks on it. I, mean, I, I did everything you could do at Kroger on that charcoal grill before I went back to work. I said, I'm telling you, it's the best thing. It's just the greatest thing. Got this chimney, so it's just as fast as doing a gas grill on this charcoal grill. But you get that charcoal flavor with the gas time. And I mean, I tell everybody I possibly could tell because I was so excited about this gift. So were the shepherds. They were just beside themselves. 
And they told everybody they could. And of course the scripture tells us as it wraps up. Those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. I'm telling you, greatest Christmas ever. I just couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I, I just, you know, I'm, years later, I'm thinking about it right now, still can't believe it. And by the way, I still have that same Weber charcoal grill and I get just as excited about lighting it today as I did several years ago at that first Christmas. It's just the fact that part of it was the fact that, you know, it just surprised me. I just didn't expect it. And then also, again, that the chimney. I had never thought about the chimney. I'd never heard of a chimney. I'd never seen a chimney. I don't think Russ McReynolds had a chimney. I, it, was a, it totally blew me away. And so the fact that she had put so much time into thinking about that gift, it, it, it was unbelievable. And I just couldn't wait. I just couldn't wait to try it out. Well, here are those shepherds. Minding their own business in the clear night sky. Here comes an angel. And then an angelic choir. A message that God has a gift for them. Not Caesar. Not Herod. But for them. And then when you think about all that God put into that incredible gift. Man what a special gift. And those guys couldn't wait. To enjoy that gift. And tell somebody what God had done for them. So as we close, I want you to think about the gift of Christmas. Most of you in this room gave your lives to Jesus many, many years ago. Does it still excite you now as it did then? Have we gotten to the point in our lives where I guess it's, it's just been so long since we have seen the wonder of the gift of Christmas that of course we would never say it and we don't think that we would actually believe it. But would our actions show that maybe we feel like, you know, we earned that because of the way we've tried to keep our noses clean over the last several years of our lives. Have we grown so accustomed to the message of Christmas and all the messages about wise men and angels and shepherds that, you know, it's just old hat by now? That when you hear a message of Christmas, you just kind of tune it out because you've heard it a hundred times before? Or does it still bring the same excitement in you as it did the first time it came to life? Are you still enjoying that gift of Christmas? Man, it would be a sad state if that Weber charcoal grill was in the third bay of my garage with all the other stuff we hadn't opened up since we've moved to Jackson. But it's not. It's on the back porch of the new house. And we, we lit that thing just as soon as we possibly could when we moved into our house. And plan on lighting it Christmas Eve. As well as a lot of times between now and then. 
Are you still enjoying the gift of Christmas? As we talked about this morning, God loves you. And God has given you the greatest gift of all. It's meant to be enjoyed. So this year, let's ponder anew the message of Christmas. And every day, just be blown away at how good God has been. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you for the opportunity to, to look at this Christmas passage with fresh eyes tonight. And thank you for allowing us to see that the gospel is a message that's for everybody, not just those who the world views as somebodies. Thank you that the first people outside the family of Jesus who heard the message of Christmas, thank you that it was shepherds. And thank you for reminding us that just as those shepherds didn't do anything to deserve that gift, we haven't either. Coming to church on Sunday nights doesn't make us any better than those shepherds in the fields keeping watch over their flock by night. Jesus is a gift of your grace. Help us, O oh Lord, in this Christmas season as we begin to embark upon it. To be blown away anew with the greatness of your gift. In your name we pray. Amen.